Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cash That. This is your host, Joe Delera. We've got producer Corey in, in, in the house, and he is covered in white right now. I'm so Come glad back, that you bitches. don't have a visual on that. <laughs> Just imagine any asshole at a Penn State game. That's what I look like right now. That is exactly what he looks like. There is blue. There is white. Um, luckily, there's no Sanduskies in the building, but we are okay. So, Corey, how you, how you doing today? I know you were at the Giants game, well, on Monday night. Um, yep. That was a tough one. That was a tough one for us. Joe, I'm just going to tell you straight up, I knew it was going to happen the second I had. We went uh, 2-0. and I mean, what, I told uh, you to bet the team total under because that's just I the did. best way to go. Oh, you did? I did. So that hit. Um, and luckily, I had these three here towels that you see to wipe away my tears from the actual result of the game. Um, what are you going to do? Look, we bought the tickets before week one even started. We thought, well, you know, they'll probably suck, but at least we'll see a, a Cowboy game or something. Like, it'll matter. We'll probably injure Dak Prescott again. Uh, but that happened already. He was already injured. Then we went 2-0, and and I was like, we're going to lose this game. We're going to lose this game. We are favored all week. It became a pick towards the end of the week, but, you know, leading up to it, three-point favorites, it's, I'm not comfortable with that. This is incredible, honestly. No, home dogs, I'll take the Giants all day. Uh, home favorite? I was trying to sell my ticket in the parking lot, and now hey, I just have these towels. Look, at least you have at least you have something to show from this. So well, they, gave, I don't know. they literally said on the way in, like, take as many as you want. It's like they knew they lost the game before it started. That's like one of those like weird size towels, too, that like you can't really do anything with. It is. And, you know, among all my other Giants towels that I've received over the years, this is the quality is much nicer. Oh, it I is to clean up my glasses like halfway through the game. And I was like, well, I'm probably going to smudge the shit out of <laughs> that. Them. That is Cleaned not right what up. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> it's a very microfiber, uh, nice uh, piece of cloth. Oh, so maybe maybe that was an ad that they didn't really describe and you could use it to clean your car a little bit. I would I would give this a whirl, you know. Next time it rains, I'll wipe down the car, see how much it shines. Um, yeah. Or there'll be a big streak of shit on my car. Who knows? Take the take the chrome off that car, you know. Something I still like think that. we're gonna win the division. Hey, it's we still have hope. We still have hope. We'll clip those birds. Not much, make, but you know? not a lot. But I, it, uh, yeah. So I have from an inside source um, that uh, Philly is totally fraudulent. They're actually very bad. Oh yeah. Nothing but hero ball. In front. Oh. Was that a was that a sub joke? Maybe. <laughs> there's a subreddit so, for that. So it's nothing but that bullshit. Uh, there's nothing consistent about them, and Justin Hurts is a shitty quarterback. Also, he's no, he's not much. Yeah, whatever. I'm so angry and sad. I my brain has been melted. The fact that I had to go to work today was horseshit. Hey, what are you gonna do? I mean, I'm gonna spend my whole day tomorrow fixing what I did today because my brain was melted from hey. sadness. Look, at least you're the boss now, so you can do that. Yeah, I had to look into my company's bereavement policy. I think I could have gotten a day off today. Hey, maybe we can get one every year when the Giants inevitably miss the playoffs. But look, um, I'm going to, just so everybody's aware, this is not really going to be a football episode. Uh, we are going to be talking football on tomorrow's episode with, the, uh, with a couple of my buddies that have really founded and created a sports exchange actually so we are going to be talking with the with casey halpern and dean sison i might be butchering his name a little bit but 
co-founder of the Profit Exchange. It is a sports betting exchange in the state of New Jersey. I think it's in Indiana as well. They're trying to go uh, into some other states. We'll talk a lot more about the details of that in tomorrow's episode of the Cash That Podcast. Uh, but I have a pro- I have a code for signing up. You get a deposit bonus. If you want to, if you want to sign up, hit me up. We'll get you set. We'll kind of get you started on it. Uh, but it's pretty cool. So all the details on that tomorrow, and we'll be covering week four of the NFL then, uh, including Thursday night football. And it's my understanding that Dean is a big fins up guy. So we'll we'll have to dig into that. Yeah, Yo, you could throw me in that bus too. Yeah, two and on, you know. So I fucking said it, man. Uh, the best future I have right now is for Miami to win the division. That's a great bet. That's and I liked it so bet. much the next day when I woke up and looked at my like futures bets, I was like, I'm going to do it again. And I did. <laughs> so awesome. I'm really proud of myself. What number do you have? Uh, I think it was plus 425. Mm. Um, might that's be a little crazy. bit more than that. That's juicy. But yeah, I think they were like, you know, third most likely of the four to that's, win. So That's yeah. that's nice. That's nice. Um, yeah, a lot of non-believers out there. So let's, I can't wait to talk about that more tomorrow. Yeah, that'll, that's going to be a really that's gonna be really spirits. Yeah, right. That, that's going to really be a fun pod. No so, one's pitching to Aaron Judge, and the Giants can't win a fucking divisional game. I hate life. I hate what are we? Gonna, at least we don't have Joe Flacco at quarterback. But who knows? Honestly, could it might, be worse? Might be. Might be better. <laughs> yeah, like maybe he would complete a pass. Like I'm so proud of you, DJ, for running for a first down. Can you please throw the ball? Yeah, just like please, please help, please help. Um. But with that in mind, we're going to be pivoting to the NBA. It was media day two days ago. If you haven't listened to the episode of Buckets, uh, where me and Matt Moore, we talked about a lot of player futures, not awards, but like player props. I am going to give out the one again here right now because it's so good that like I already have way more units on this than should than I should. Um and like you have to bet it. Like I'm considering opening up another sports book to bet this. <laughs> so the bet is for Steph Curry to be the threes made per game leader. And the reason that like this is so this is such a preposterous bet. And like Corey, like you need to empty your bank account on this. It it's I don't know it, if that's sound financial advice for me. But honestly, I right, think I'll consider I, it. Here, hear me out. Hear me out. So go ahead. It is. Last the last two seasons, Curry Curry's done this so many times. And look, he needs to play. Depending on the book, you have to read what it says. He can either be the threes per made per game leader or the threes made leader. Threes per game, I think I like a little bit more because as long as he plays like the minimum amount of games, which is generally forty one, it's going to cash. So if there's like an injury or they hold him out or they rest him, whatever, it's not really an issue. Um, so that's that's definitely something to consider. Uh, but th- in terms of threes per game, look, Curry is ridiculous. He's obviously he leads the NBA in all time threes made, and this line is set at minus one seventy five at most books. But and this is my dilemma. I've been debate. I've been like not opening a barstool account because I just like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, so I'm trying, I'm debating whether or not I'm going to open one to hammer the fuck out of the line that they're hanging because they're hanging a minus 143 for this bet. This bet could literally be, I'm not even shitting you, it should be minus 500, if not greater. When you look at this, 
these are the seasons Curry has led the league in three-pointers. 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. was hurt in 2020, so no. 2021, 2022. That's a lot of years, Joe. It's a lot of years. He's only missed it the one because he was hurt. So, like, if you wanted to hedge it a little bit, I, I think you, you would take a guy like Buddy Heald, maybe Anthony Edwards, like somebody like that. But you're getting, like, literally 10 to 1 or better on all of those numbers. So you can really hedge it, like, fairly easily. And Matt had this statistic yesterday. The difference between Curry and Fred Van Vliet, who was number two last year, and Curry had a down year last year. Last season, Curry only was making, um, let's see. Last season, Curry only made 4.5 threes per game. That was a down year because he shot 38% from three, right? The difference between Curry and Fred Van Vliet was the same difference, which is number one to number two, was the same difference between Fred Van Vliet and number 20 on the list. Nobody's close. Literally just nobody's close. So like, bet this. If you have Barstool, take their money and bet this. They're hanging this line because they want you to think that other guys have a chance, giving you these fat numbers on everybody else. It's Steph Curry. It is always Steph Curry. And until Steph Curry retires, it is probably still going to be Steph Curry. So bet this. And then I'm going to get into some awards and some other fun stuff here. Now, look, you can pause. Literally, I'm not even kidding. Pause it. Corey or Corey could play some music here somewhere. And then, uh, you know, while it's while it's going to. So, look, welcome back. I'm glad that you've bet on Steph Curry to lead the league in threes per game. (laughs) And uh, we'll see that. We'll see that money. Just think about it this way. If you opened. Like, I don't know, like, Corey, if you open a position on a stock right now. Number one, idiot. Uh Stock market's crazy. But let's say you open a position in the stock market. Let's say you put let's say you put a hundred dollars into the stock market now. In nine months, what would you hope that to be like conserve like in like a typical fashion? Like a hundred and twenty dollars, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Good year. Well, at at minus one forty three, you're gonna make more than that twenty (laughs) dollars. So you're telling me to stop contributing to my 401k right now. I'm telling you that take that money and put it. I'm telling you that it's this is not financial advice. This is not financial advice, but I'm telling you that you might make more money betting on Steph Curry to lead the league in threes. The recession is upon us. Stop putting your money in the stock market and start gambling. Yeah. Like at least it's back to something. You have a better fucking shot. Yeah. And I mean, if you have, if you have a book, like, obviously like we don't condone illegal activity here, but if you had a book that takes credit, this is an excellent use of your credit. (laughs) So you don't have your cash tied up. uh, But that's, you know, that's, that's obviously legal activity there. Who would do such a thing? Narcs. Um, So look, one of the things, one of the big storylines coming around this season has been, uh, you know, are the Celtics legit? And instead, we have a full-on scandal with Ime Udoka, some female on the Boston Celtics staff. And Corey, did you know who Nia Long was? Because like I, it didn't register nope. to me until I like looked her up. 
And then when I looked her up, I was like, oh, like, who's that? Like, she's just like a middle aged woman. Turn, well, it was it was Will Smith's girlfriend on The Fresh Prince. Oh, how that, could I have forgotten such a I small know, role? I know. I had no idea. When I was like eight years old. That's crazy. Right? So a lot of my uh, a lot of my colleagues are, you know, they're like, oh, wow, like love Niall Long. And like there was a there was a senator or a sitting U.S. congressman that tweeted his support for Niall Long. <laughs> I'm glad someone did. It was crazy. I was like, oh my God, this guy. So anyway, the, it's really caused this like crazy scenario with the Boston Celtics. And they don't have like Odoka's out this year. He's not going to play. And then the other interesting thing is that um, their second in command guy last year is now coaching with the Utah Jazz. So we're down to Joe Missoula. One of the things that I don't like about the narrative going around about Joe. Ooh, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Yeah. Who's got a more racist fan base, the Utah Jazz or the Boston Celtics? Oh, this is a tough one, honestly. That's a tough one. I'm going to say Utah. Me too. Me too. Because Boston's a city. Yeah. Like, how bad? Like, you know, it could be bad. But and like- I'm pretty sure there's been more instances of white people yelling the N word at uh, Utah Jazz game than in Boston. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> there's been more games in Boston. <laughs> okay, in recent, I'll say in the last okay. two decades. Like, okay? I'll game, give it a like, per, like per capita or like per sure, game. <laughs> yeah, if you're to take the average and compare yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. Um. So they got Joe Missoula. And one of the things that I don't like that they've talked about is they talk about like his history and they talk, he's like 33 years old and they talk about something he did when he's 20. Um, and we don't need to like get into it, but he's got criminal history and obviously like you don't fucking condone that. But at the same time, it's like, it's not, that doesn't define who you are. And I think that like cancel culture is absolutely insane. So I'm just going to get that out there. Cause I think that's, Nuts. Joe Shapiro, everybody. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I'm just like, I think it's kind of crazy. So, but he's apparently been like a very popular guy in the clubhouse. They really like him. Stevens really likes him. And there's no, there's no concern about Brad Stevens going to coach the team because he's explicitly said, there's not a shot. Like, I'm not going to coach this team. So if a sports book that you're using is hanging a 54 and a half, on the Boston Celtics win total, please go run and bet that under. So this open at 55 and a half, it's at 54 and a half at some books. Superbook actually downgraded them all the way down to 52 and a half. And the reason that this is important is that sports books like Superbook that are less public, for example, uh, they will take positions on teams that are a little bit sharper or a little bit more angled or so to speak a little bit more direct against or like for or against you know whatever the line is um so they will take these positions teams like in that win bracket just don't go over they're like 27 and 11 to the under so i like the under here for boston with all the turmoil uh they obviously added malcolm brogdon which is great but they're gonna be without their coach they're gonna be without 
uh, Robert Williams for about eight to 12 weeks, like we talked about with um, with Dr. Christ on and uh, on the Twitter machine. So that video is up there. And we also talked about how I don't it's just tough to have that level of success year in and year out, despite the talent they may or may not have on the roster. So I'm looking to fade Boston and it's probably, it's now one of my favorite under bets on the board in terms of the win totals. As for another pivot on this, I really like the Philadelphia 76ers. I know we hate talking about it, but I really do like the Philadelphia 76ers to win the Atlantic division. Um, You have Joel Embiid, you have James Harden, you still have Tobias Harris, who's played a meaningful role on this roster. And you have Tyrese Maxey, who you expect to take like a step up, a step forward. And there's a bet that I really love here. Not only for the Sixers to win the Atlantic, because you can get that about three to one. I think that's a bet. Uh, there's a bet on DraftKings for Maxi to average 20 points per game and the Sixers to win the division. Uh, we talked about that more at length on the Buckets podcast, but they're correlated. Like you expect, if Maxi takes a step forward, you're going to have a great opportunity for the Philadelphia 76ers to win this division. So uh, I like that bet. I like the Sixers to come out of the Atlantic. Um, and I think that they could reasonably have the best record in the Eastern Conference. And I don't really think that that's the craziest thing to say. Um, why are we not betting on the Nets, Joe? Well, the reason we're not betting on the Nets is, you know, there's there's plenty of reasons. But there's a lot of turmoil with the front office, Kevin Durant, coaching, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Um you were not really sure what Joe Harris's health is right now, which is I think a little bit more significant than people want to give, give it like credit to. Um, So there's that. And then like, I'm not really, I'm obviously not really concerned about the Raptors and realistically, like I'm hoping that the Knicks can make a push towards this playing tournament, but, uh, and like make a push into the playoffs, but they are definitely a step behind these other teams. So I think that the Sixers have that continuity. They have realistically, they have good vibes there right now. And they're a complete team. They're a good regular season team. And even if Embiid misses time or Harden misses time, we've seen how they can survive without the two of them uh, with Maxi taking a step forward, Harris taking a step forward in terms of his scoring. And, you know, now they're maybe they'll actually play B-Ball Paul who played really meaningful minutes for them in the playoffs during COVID. Uh, I think he's an excellent player. And I expect Philadelphia to be really, really good this season. Now, looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference, there's some other bets that like I think we might want to talk about or we might want to make. And I like I know that like a lot of times we want to try to guess on like who is going to, you know, come out of the the conference or who's going to make the play in tournament or who's going to win the division. Well, I think that right now in the central, the Bucks have been just absolutely dominant and now the Cavs, they traded for Donovan Mitchell. They moved all the way from nine to one to plus three fifty to win the division, and it's kind of pushed the Bucks down to minus two sixty. My feeling about this is that I think it's actually a good buy low spot on the Bucks because of the way that the Cavs have changed the division odds. You know, it's not going to be the Pistons. You know, it's not going to be the Pacers, and realistically. The Bulls, with the injuries that they have, the issues with Lonzo Ball's knee, it's it's difficult to envision that they could do this as well. So you're really looking at the Bucks and the Cavs. And while the Cavs are really good, 
the Bucks have that pedigree. They are really, really good. They're title contenders every year. They can win this like almost in their sleep. So if I'm looking at some division bets that I really like, like I'm looking there, I'm I'm thinking about Miami, but uh, I, I don't I don't totally love it. But I like I'm really looking at in terms of division winners in the East. I'm looking at the Sixers. I'm looking at the Bucks. And uh, I, I kind of like the Miami Heat. I think the Miami Heat are the best team in that division. And I get it, like they're a favorite. But if you parlayed the three of those, you're getting plus 740. Not too shabby right there. Uh, so my thing with Miami is I just like, they're a great regular season team. They play really sound defense. Spolstra is probably one of, if not the best coach in the league right now. I just don't buy them as title contenders. They just don't do it for me. Like, even if they get there, I'm not afraid of them. If I'm another team, I don't think that they have the best player on the floor in almost any series, as much as I like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, I just don't have that feeling from them. And I think they're desperately searching for an upgrade. And that's why you keep hearing Tyler hero in a variety of different talks. And he's almost like their version of Kyle Kuzma with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, but I do like them in the division, and I think that the trade that brought DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks is overvaluing Atlanta a little bit in this division. And here's why. When you look at Atlanta, they bring in DeJounte. You have questions. There's a lot of people that have questions about the pairing between Trey and DeJounte here. But I like the pairing, but I don't know if it really gets them to their ceiling. And the reason is because of Clint Capella. It's not that I don't like Clint Capella. I like Clint Capella is fun in fantasy. Like he's a, he's a good center. You know, he gets rebounds. He can dunk it. Like he's a good lob threat. My concern with Clint Capella is that he's not really their best defensive option. And their best defensive option is really Onyeka Okongwu. So because of this reliance on keeping these pieces that they that don't really want to be there you know collins doesn't really want to be there capella i think they want to move they've like actively been trying to move him and they can't you have this team that's like kind of like mishmash like it i have questions about the fit of the team and until unless they can solve that during the season i like miami's continuity much 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 better uh, especially over the course of a season as, you know, Trey and DeJounte have to figure out how they're going to work together. Especially like, I don't think they'll have trouble sharing the ball, but it's going to be a matter of like, how do they do that? When do they get acclimated to each other? Uh, Cause they're both unselfish. They were top three and four respectively in assists per game last year. So I'm not really worried about that, but I do just think that in terms of fit for the regular season, this is a tough spot. Uh, and then if you look at the Charlotte Hornets, new coach, new coach, old coach, um, you know, he's been there before. I I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, they're going to be without Miles Bridges, presumably. Um, I don't really love them. And then if you look at the Washington Wizards, you know, Beal, Porzingis, maybe they play, maybe they don't. They obviously have Kuzma. We like betting on those triple doubles, but they're not, they're not really enticing to me. Um while I'm in the middle of this breakdown, uh, I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns because nobody knows what the fuck's going on over there. Like they signed, they went, they got DeAndre Ayton. All right, 
producer Corey, if you just signed like a, a hundreds of millions of dollar contract to play basketball and yeah, somebody asks you, how do you feel about it? How do you think you'd respond? Has the check cleared? Well, it's the contract's in. Yeah. So he's got the signing bonus. He's got some checks, like whatever. I'd be pretty over the moon about that. Okay. So DeAndre Ayton, not thrilled, really. And then there was a little bit of a snafu, like where he was benched kind of in the playoffs a little bit by the coach. So that was back in May. Um, He signed this contract in the summer, like in July. Today, the past couple of days have been media day. Um, do you think he would have talked to the coach between then and now? One would hope. They have not. They have not. Shocking. So I'm very curious about how this is going to go. You have Jay Crowder. Badly. <laughs> yeah. Like you, then you have Jay Crowder, who's like the epitome of a 16-game player, who has requested and apparently he's going to get a trade out of Phoenix. Is the sun setting on the suns over here? Like is the sun you setting in the too long? Uh, 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 I'm not letting you get away with that. You thought way too long <laughs> about that pun to make it happen. I'm leaving it in so that the <laughs> listeners can understand how long it took you to come up with that. Very obvious pun and how bad it was. Hey, it's stuck. Be better just Joe. Like cactus. Be so better. in the Valley. Anyway, uh, damn it. <laughs> anyway, the Pacific Division is very interesting in terms of the divisional odds. Basically, all of these teams are like two to one or better. Um, you have the Warriors as the favorite at plus one ninety, the Clippers at plus one ninety five, Suns plus two hundred, Lakers plus nine fifty, the Sacramento Kings are two hundred and forty to one. <laughs> so, look, it's it's not going to be the Kings. I'll tell you that. Um, but the other four teams, I think this is creating a really interesting situation because the Warriors are coming off a title. Do they really care about seeding? Probably not, but they were cruising to the one seed last year until, you know, there were a variety of injuries like towards the end of the season to, clear, to Steph and Draymond. The Clippers are in an odd situation because you have – Kawhi Leonard returning from injury. Kawhi also does not look like a guard anymore. Kawhi looks like a center. It is insane. The dude is thick. Like, I, I don't know what happened there. But Kawhi, he's saying he wants to play every game. We don't know, but that's important. Uh, then you have the Suns at 2-1. to one, Lakers at basically 10-1. to one. Um, We've already heard the coach of the Lakers say, uh, Dave Ham, that, that they don't necessarily going to play LeBron and Anthony Davis Full minutes necessarily. They don't need them to play playoff minutes, quote unquote, in October, November, December. It's very presumptuous to think that they're going to make the playoffs in the West, honestly. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's just, I mean, they've had a lot of time off. When they've been rested, they've been healthy uh, and they've been good. So maybe that's worth a sprinkle. I don't really think so because of the way LeBron really conducts himself, the way that they rest each other to get into the playoffs. I think the bet is probably on the Warriors, to be honest with you. Um, 
they don't have turmoil. They obviously have the good energy coming off of last year. And you're, I'm not really as concerned about rest with their team, especially as they're trying to develop some of these guys like James Wiseman's presumably coming back this season. Uh, they lost a couple guys, but they really need to get that chemistry going for another shot at like defending their title. Um, so I'm looking at that. Uh, so I'm going to put the Golden State Warriors down there. Looking at the Southwest division, I think this is my favorite divisional bet on the board uh, besides the besides the Sixers. But I like the New Orleans Pelicans. You can get them at about four to one, depending on the book. Um, and we talked about another parlay on DraftKings of Zion, 28 points per game, and the Pelican, Pelicans to win the Southwest at eight to one. Um, the reason I like this is that I think that, number one, the Rockets and the Spurs suck. They're not good. Um, then you have the Memphis Grizzlies and the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks, I don't know what they're doing. They get Christian Wood, this huge offseason acquisition. He's not going to start, apparently, according to Jason Kidd. And he didn't know that until media day, Corey. <laughs> so they asked him, how do you feel about Coach Kidd saying that you're going to play off the bench and maybe be like a sixth man of the year candidate? And he goes, oh, I didn't know that. But, like, I guess, sure. And then you know what he did on Twitter? He tweeted LOL immediately after. Look, man, you can't control everything. Obviously, there's some communication issues sprinkled throughout the NBA. Um, I have a hard time betting on anybody who has communication issues. So um, Watch way too much Dr. Phil to make that mistake. Talk about some hard wood there. But, um, look, you know, <laughs> then so we're looking at them. I don't really like the Mavericks there. Um, if you do like the Mavericks that much, you should be betting on Luka to win MVP. Um, he's at like four and a half to one or so. He's the consensus favorite, but I don't really like that bet. We'll talk about MVP and some awards in a future pod. I don't really like that one. Um, and then the Grizzlies are the favorite. They're plus 105. They should absolutely not be favored to win this division. Um, they are going to be without Jaron Jackson Jr. for a number of weeks. Um Dylan Brooks is healthy, so that's kind of an issue because uh, he's going to really slow – like he's going to just put that offense in a slog. Like that's what he does. Um, I think Desmond Bain is excellent. He's going to take a step forward. Uh, but like everything kind of broke right for them last year, and they really put up great numbers. They won a lot of games. Um, even without John Morant, but I struggle to see them being as good – and their win total opened at like 51 and a half. And that was an auto bet on the under. It got moved multiple games to like 48 and a half, 49 and a half. I don't really buy them. I would much rather have the Pelican ceiling here with a full year of it, presumably anyway. Uh, you know, you got CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Zion, Jose Alvarado. Like they are going to be. Fun and Herb Jones can't forget about Herb Jones. Just excellent, excellent defensive player. I really like them to win that division. And then if we turn to the Northwest, I think that the best regular season team and the team that I'm probably looking at to have the best record in the Western Conference is going to be honestly is honestly going to be the Denver Nuggets. I love the Nuggets here. Um, I think that they are going to be the best team. I think they're going to be the number one seed. And they actually have some alternate win totals here that you can bet on. And you can get the Nuggets at 55 plus games at plus 195. I kind of like that. I think that they should get there. Um, their win total right now is set at 50 and a half. 
Um, I I think that the, I think I just feel like that's a great angle to take on them is at the plus one ninety five. Like I think they can one hundred percent get there, and that's not the. It's only four more games than their over under would be for the regular season. You obviously are betting on their health. But when those guys play together, when you had Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Nikola Jokic playing together, they were unstoppable. And now you finally get them together this year. This is their time. They have to make a run. I wouldn't be surprised either if in the middle of the season, this is the year maybe that they go and get somebody to add in, go over the cap, because this is their year to make that run. If you take these six divisions and parlay them together, you can bet – $10 to win $1,771.32. It is 177 to one, basically, for the Bucks, Sixers, Heat, Warriors, Pelicans, and the Nuggets to win their respective divisions. I think think it's worth a bet there. Um, With all that being said, we actually have preseason NBA starting on Friday. So if you made it this far in the pod, I hope you have. Um, And I hope that you've done it before Friday, but if not, there's a trend for you here. And that trend is to bet. It's obviously to bet on preseason underdogs. Like that's really what you want to target. Uh, There's really no rhyme or reason for whether a team should be a dog or a favorite in the preseason. There's no real motivation to win. Uh, You're looking at trying to get players playing. You're looking at trying different offensive schemes. You're looking to see if these guys can play well together, maybe some different matchups, some different defensive things, whatever. So you want to bet on underdogs. Now, what I like to do is I'm looking at underdogs and then I like to look at game, at things where like the possession is more than one possession, basically. So I'm looking at three and a half. Alternatively, if you want to look at two possessions, you can actually take this to six and a half. When you take it to six and a half, which this now hits, when you take it at six and a half, it is hitting at a 57.8% rate. So what I'm what I mean by this is that the spread opens at six and a half, and then the line actually either stays the same or gets worse for them. So the spread change goes from either six and a half to it either stays there or goes to seven or it goes to, um, you know, it goes to eight, like whatever. Like that's what we're looking at. Uh, so this is hitting at a 57.8% rate with a 14.1% ROI. And then if we really look at this last season, this was five and zero. Oh in the preseason with a 92.2% ROI season before six and six season before that eight and three. So, and it's been profitable in the majority of years since 2013, right? So if we really look at this, if we try to shorten the sample size and look a little bit more recently, so we'll just go back to like 2013 or so, like when things kind of started to pick up with offense, that that like warrior style offense, this is hitting at a 61 and a half percent rate. And that's a 22.3% ROI. So you're looking at a much higher spread though. You're looking at six and a half or greater. And basically like if the spread has moved against, has stayed the same or moved against them since the open. Um, you can actually, even if you want to remove that filter, if you want to get rid of the, uh, if you want to get rid of the like, oh, well, did it move or did it not move? Um, if you drop it and just say like, 
as long as it opened at six and a half, it opened at two and a half possessions uh, or a little bit more than two possessions. It's still hitting at 59.8%. So I know not everybody has the tracking tools for this. It's a little bit harder, but this is the angle that you want to start taking. Um, we, I think we're starting to get some lines popping for these games, but it's, it seems, I think it's, we're still a little bit early on this. Uh, and it looks like we're not getting, we don't have those up yet, but I'll tweet some plays out. But just remember, as long as the spread is six and a half or better, you're in the preseason. These teams are really just not motivated to win. Um, you you can you can bet this as like a system play almost, and it should work out pretty well for you. So uh, with that in mind, you know, those are my recommendations for NBA preseason. Some of my favorite bets in terms of divisional markets, um, but Corey. I gotta know how you're doing. I gotta know how you're doing. It's been it's been like forty minutes or so, not even maybe in real time, but not in your time. Right. Um, how you doing? Do you feel any better? I see these towels still on you. Honestly, they're causing a bit of warmth. I'm much warmer than I was when we started. You're just always uh, so, so hot, Corey. That's what I've learned. Uh, they're you know they insulate the heat really well. So you know if they hand these out at a cold game, put them on. <laughs> okay um yeah, i'm starting to get a bit of a schwitz going hey you got to do what you got to do but yeah. do you do you have any recommendations besides putting on towels yes go golf right now it's the perfect weather oh it's a good point I, I squeezed in nine holes walking on saturday morning and it was just lovely did you play by yourself like who'd you go no, i went i went with a buddy of mine that's awesome uh, and yeah it was very last minute but Ah, I love a crisp morning air, and uh, it's a great way to start your day. I love on a weekend. That. Yeah, it's something about your like, what is it, the circadian rhythm? Like you get out there, you get the sun, and then you like oh, start walking perfect. outside. Something nice about that. I'm just so happy to like not have swamp ass anymore when I leave the house. That <laughs> you don't need generally, as many, like you don't need like a yeah, midday cottonelle. Yeah, like if last night didn't happen, I would be so ecstatic right now. But I'm just still kind of depressed from football fair but weather wise i mean i'm living it up i fucking love this shit <laughs> driving with the windows down i respect it yeah i mean wearing I, layers i love i it. do i i i used to not like fall as much and now i think i think, Idiot. I think i'm liking fall a little bit more it's called um, growing up i know a lot of this is honestly tied to the fact that i like pumpkin stuff um I'm me drinking- too I'm drinking a Howling Gourds pumpkin ale. For, I got a Trader Joe's, seven percent. So that's not. That bad. seems dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, that's an aggressive move on a Tuesday, Joe. You want to talk about it? You all right? <sighs> My back kind of hurts. Doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then the other reason that I kind of like fall is that it's really the start of soup season. We all know that. Yeah, so I was hoping you'd come in here with a soup today. Okay, so I, it's not a soup. I think people debate whether it's a soup or not. Is it but a it's not a soup. No, I would say chili, not a soup. Oh, okay. But um, do I don't think the chili is a soup. Do you think chili is a soup? I honestly have never really gotten into this debate. I don't know why. It's it's just <laughs> it seems like a um you know a battlefield that I would be well worn and tested in already. Yeah, like I mean, um, I think that you could make chili a soup, but then I don't think that it's chili anymore. Like I feel like chili meat, meat and bean soup. Yeah, like I need it to be like 
like chili's got to be thick. Like there's obviously like a little yeah, bit but of like what's a chowder. But, yeah, but I think it's thicker than that. I had a corn chowder recently that was so thick it was almost a pudding. That's cra- that's fucking crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so if you had that, you'd probably think differently about the way you're thinking about chili right now. True, but it's also and just like, like that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in on this debate. But how chunky was the chowder? Pretty fucking thick. Okay, but I'm saying like, was it damn like- nearly gelatinous? Okay, but but the thing is with chili, like you're not blending the beans and shit. Like it, like I feel like you you're gonna see, like you see. Oh no, the there was bowl. whole chunks of vegetables and and corn. And, okay, so yeah, is it was, is it was different? Are you is your position that chili is a chowder? Maybe I think that's gonna be the hill I die on. Oh wow, this it is, seems like it to... pisses off both sides equally. <laughs> so put this one out there this seems <laughs> this seems like a home field for me. I just don't think it's a soup. Because, like, soup to me is thinner. I don't know, man. Chowder's like, you could thick. eat, you Chowder's could arguably really, eat, really thick. I think you could arguably eat chili with a fork. I mean, you'd be missing most of the meal every bite, but. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, not if it's thick enough. You need it to be fucking thick. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've had some New England clam chowder that was really stuffed with shit. Okay. And it looked like a fucking chowder's looked, crazy though. Yeah. It looked like, like leftover uh Thanksgiving thrown into a pot. That's fucking vile. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty delicious. I enjoyed it a lot. I no, I'm gonna put this one out there because I'm I think I'm very curious to know like what you guys think about this. But I like I don't think chili is a soup. I think that chili is like in its own category. Like I think chili is chili. And so like, like your food pyramid is like carbs fruits chili dairy meat yeah and then like soup is its own thing and then soup is off the chart soup is like on a different part of the chart yeah it's a triangle man there's which part where, where, where does it go it's, are we off the food are we off I, the food pyramid is this some like oval now or some shit? i feel like we're in a venn diagram yeah i found out the food pyramid was actually made by uh big bread companies was it really? Like, oh, yeah, you should be, you should be eating bread every minute of the day. Yeah, like eat your processed white bread, and like that's healthy for you. <laughs> so if it's not Wonder Bread. You might want to double up on it. <laughs> when you're done with your bread, have a potato. Yeah, and just put Here's... butter over all of it. <laughs> Make sure to put your your steamed potato between two slices of bread, so you're extra healthy. And then at the very end, have a scoop of like whole ice cream. So that way it's, you get the dairy and your sweets at the same time. Do you need protein? Mm. No, there's there's protein in milk. No, put protein at the top, just a smidge. <laughs> just get a little, just pepper in the protein when you can. No, that's, and then that's where you bring in your chunky chili. <laughs> yeah, so you're, all right, okay. I'm trying to think of a way where we can devise, like, what goes in the chili based on the food pyramid. Like, how do you list the ingredients? And does that determine whether your chili is a chili, a soup, or a chowder? Yeah, I think I think we got to do this. Um, well, we got to put this I'm out gonna, there. We need. This, I need a I'm definition. gonna have a long night ahead of me. Yeah, I need a definition on this. So chili. I, I haven't thought this hard about something. For, like, in a while. Yeah. Me this is a good while. one. This is a good one. So chili. Yeah, we'll is, put it in. We'll put definitely put it in our group chat. So chili is definitely a recommendation. And then my other recommendation. It's not a soup. Um, we we like it's soup season, but it's like it's more like warm food season. Is just that, I like, like most of my food pretty warm. Yeah, well, like, I mean, like, sandwiches don't have to be warm and stuff like that, but, like, I don't know. Like, it's just warm. Wait, 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 can I guess? What? Did you have a really good chicken cutlet sandwich today? 
No, I I didn't. Uh, but I did have I did have a grilled chicken wrap today for lunch. Uh, okay, I would be love... like slightly happier if it was a breaded chicken cutlet. All right, so that's gonna be another one. Thin ch- breaded chicken cutlets. They have to be thin. If they're not thin, so I don't fucking want Italian it. cheese. I don't want it. Send, if it's not thin, send it back. You know. Oh my God. <laughs> Most of the noise coming cutlet. from Italian households Jenna, is just a mother banging the chicken into a pulp. Jenna's saying chicken cutlet wings. Actually, she made wings. Like the way you would bread a chicken cutlet, fucking yeah. awesome. They were awesome. And we fried them crazy. They were delicious. So chicken cutlet hey, wings, that was great. And then um, the final recommendation that I really have is just, yo, it's fucking pumpkin season. Get your pumpkin shit. You know, I agree. I'm very pumped for this. There's a lot of hatred out there for us pumpkin lovers because it became very passe. Yeah. Very white girl to enjoy it. And yeah. look. I hate chocolate. My birthday is in October. Do you know how many birthdays I have had a solo pumpkin pie to myself with a I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> like, that is no... I would go to war for pumpkin pie. I would lay my life on the line for pumpkin pie. I'm not even kidding. I went to Trader Joe's. Number one, they have great, great... They have, like, this, like... You know, like, the burlap... Yep. sacks they have burlap sack like bags like new jersey we have to have these reusable bags they're great bags i I buy them i bring them shamelessly into shop right and uh i'm only here for a couple of things <laughs> i gotta go back to my ethical store that has way better <laughs> shit soon <laughs> they're excellent so that's another recommendation i bought so much pumpkin shit that it didn't fit in my cabinets <laughs> jesus christ well that means you gotta start eating joe yeah so bulk and good problem to have Vulcan season. <laughs> Time right, to get so thick. Did you get the sandwich cookies from Trader Joe's yet? No, I didn't get those. You're going to want to get those. All right. Did so you next get time. the uh, cookies covered in frosting? Yeah. No, I, I didn't You're gonna get You're going to want to get a bag of those, too. Oh, I gotta, you're I gotta talking clear to some the emperor, out. okay? You're talking to the gotta, emperor of pumpkins. I got to clear some room in the things. Cabinet, dude. Um. Cold Stone Creamery's pumpkin ice cream is very good. Pumpkin ice cream, hard to pull off. Have Many it. have tried. True. Take the fucking pill, man. Grow up. It's different, man. It's different. So Whatever. Just have diarrhea for like one day. It'll be worth it. I uh, send, send me some Amazon wet wipes next time. Will okay. you? I'll recommend send, those, send, too. Yeah. yeah. It, someone can sponsor us uh, with ass Connell, wipes. if you're listening. And we'll just have Joe. We'll just have Joe eat dairy and use your product, and then talk about it on the podcast. That's I think it's perfect. a great that's, advertising strategy. That's exactly what everybody wants to hear about. I mean, when it comes to that kind of product, you really want a testimonial. You want to know someone's been there and it's been tested. Yeah, yeah. I will die on that throne. See what I did there. <laughs> All right. So with that, stay pumped, fill your gourds, and let's catch that.
Oh my god, Dad! What the fuck? Uh, have you seen my other Range Rover? Yeah, we're fucking driving it! Oh, you're filming the DVD thing? It's not a DVD, it's a music video! Fuck! Back up in this bitch like we own the place! I got my dog in my bag and I'm not in your face! This ain't Toys R Us, bitch! Move your fucking kids! Harambe didn't die for that fucking privilege! We're out of fucking fights, can I get you something else? What the fuck did you just say? Fucking kill yourself! You guys are being loud and I'm trying to read. What are you